2: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Two Drunk Brothers in the podcast, episode 182. Today, we are going to talk about the NFL trade deadline and some fantasy implications, if there are any. Probably not a whole lot. We are going to do another new segment, because that's what we love to do on this show, called Pack It In. Uh, You can probably infer it is going to be teams that don't really have much of a shot at a playoff race and probably just need to start building, getting ready for next year. And then we're going to do our weekly football picks. Boys, we're back. Yes, sir. We're back in action.
1: Back Cheer- as we'll in ever be. Of-
2: what are we up? In terms of everything. All of us are here, first of all. So cheers to that. Yes. And then yes, another one. We finished with another green week, barely Eleven and ten on our three picks combined, up seven point or units for the third consecutive week in a row. And in the month of October, we finished plus ten point seven eight units as a podcast. I would say that's Let's a go. nice little turnaround. No thanks. In I went two. back and. Look-
3: <laughs> hey, I mean, I I went back and looked at. It. I figured it out i'm just gonna quit giving out college picks because i have won like five weeks in a row in the nfl so and i that's what i'm gonna do doing amazing with my college
4: picks
0: yeah
3: so there you go i I got the nfl covered travis got the college and ethan's got a little mix of both
5: and uh would have been even nicer if and this is one i was going to talk about it later but might as well talk about it now before we jump into all our stuff um i wasn't even mad about the bad beat because it wasn't supposed to hit anyways, but we would have been even more in the positive had the Falcons not decided to let DJ Moore just moss all over him right there at the end of the game when they finally got to the point where they covered the spread. Crazy. Yeah,
2: that DJ Moore play. Almost, or At the time, won me my fantasy league. And then lost <laughs> no, no, the T Higgins one lost here at his, but I love that play at the time, regardless of your pick, but we're doing great. Jarrett. maybe the month of November is for you birthday month, or, you know, you can just continue doing what you're doing. Let's hopefully you win. Hey, How about that? that's have uh, the best month. A, I'm
3: going to say that's a lot come from a guy who couldn't fucking hit a thing. And in, in, in the first two months of the year, so
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> who, who, where are you in the standings? Ooh. Hey, and
3: I can't hear you over. from
2: third place. Hey,
5: this this is a team effort, boys. This, <laughs> this is, is a, team a team effort.
2: It is. I can't. It can't hear you from down there in the division.
5: I can't hear you from <laughs> all fun. this weight that I got on my fucking shoulders. So
2: yeah, the newbies, newbies schooling us. So well, uh, we've got. Oh, yeah, we're about halfway through the NFL season. We've got like five or six weeks left of college football. We got to turn season. it around.
3: And bowl yeah. season. There's a lot there's there's a lot of game left. We've only done 8 weeks in NFL. It's an 18 week season this year. So we actually have 10 weeks of the NFL left plus playoffs plus 5 weeks of college and bowl season. We got we got we got a lot of we got a lot of ground.
5: We will go. all I'm calling it now we will all be in the green on February
2: whatever the fuck the Super Bowl is. February. 6th. It's a bold statement, Cotton. You willing to put all some the money green. where your mouth is?
5: I, I'll put all 10 of my units this week on us being in the green.
2: Hmm. A long i don't term know if that works yet. i'll take that you'll you'll get those odds at plus a thousand so
5: and hey. it will hit and it will be beautiful
2: all it. right well boys uh i think ethan is drinking
5: or drinking some sort of
2: concoction the, of beer
5: it is a crowler for those of you who don't know what that is it's just a smaller version of a growler it looks like a giant beer can <laughs> um, is fucking huge. <laughs> it is uh i don't remember the exact ounces i think it's 52 something like that but it's it's a large beer so i'm just pouring it to get a warm
2: wee little glass and drinking it all night chair had mixed drink kicking i do believe i saw that
3: dude i got some uh dr pepper zero and uh uh fuck peanut butter whiskey what's it called mm.
2: there you go there you go
3: what's oh. it called what's 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 the screwball?
2: Name? screwball screwball that's what it is screwball i am just drinking White Claws. Uh, tonight, the best pack there is. Um, the number two pack. Mm-hmm. And I was going to try a new drink on the podcast this week. I might save it for the next week or the following one, but I saw it on TikTok everywhere. It is the Corona, and then you put the diserono in it. Has anyone seen that? So it's, it tastes like Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper.
5: No, I have not seen that. Party shirt did <laughs> it. I haven't had Disarono
3: De- I haven't had I haven't had Diserono in probably a decade, so. We used to drink that shit that was going out of style back at Green Meadows. It's because it's
2: low content alcohol
5: amaretto. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck yeah. it is. It's oh, amaretto. Amaretto. Interesting. We were just
3: like that's like something if we didn't want to like wince when we take shots. We just take shots of that.
2: So it's, it's good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. But maybe I'll try that on a yeah. future one. I wasn't feeling it tonight. Didn't want. Didn't want to wake up with the worst hangover in the world tomorrow drinking beer and hard alcohol. Yeah. So there's that. But on the other note, let's get into it. Pat or trade no, deadline. Pack it in. Trade, trade deadline, deadline stuff. Um, biggest, who's got a list of all one. the trades? I do.
3: I do. Off I do.
5: Up in my head.
2: Or, uh, you no, guys I'll can work. rotate them. I got them. I got
3: a Yahoo article pulled up. I'll. You want me to go from like stuff that was made first or last? Or, uh, or go to the first, uh, and
2: then we'll go to the last.
3: So I, there are some there's some ones that I think we haven't talked about since the podcast you guys recorded last week. Um a big one was the Chiefs getting Kadarius Tony from the Giants uh for a 2023 third round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. He's um, trash. Don't think yeah, I don't think this has a ton of, ton of fans. You're trash. They kid. already have they have so much. I mean, they still have I mean they lost Tyreek Hill, they still have Juju, they still have Kelsey, they still have um Mikko Hardman. I would not pick up Kadarius Tony in your league my, so that was the
5: first my, one. like my first initial thought with that trade was why um I get like it's nice to have some I guess some value there in case a guy gets hurt you get deep into the playoffs and your guys are getting tired you got a guy you can plug and play um throw in there for a few snaps but other than that like this trade didn't make any sense to me Kadarius Tony could be good well oh, the guy God.
2: the guy you're gonna okay. plug and play is a play going I was gonna say he's gonna need to be healthy for that. Uh, yeah, he this kid this guy's a bum. He's also the guy that was telling some dude in his Instagram DMs last year to pull up to his house so he would fucking fight him. So this guy's a hot mess. He's horrible.
3: Yeah, he actually has more rap songs on Spotify than he does career receptions. <laughs> that's all TikTok about that. So
2: that's <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right there. And And don't get me wrong. He has two this year, so it's not hard to beat. Yeah, (laughs) He had that many last year.
5: We don't know, like, will he actually be good. Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't play, and that's the biggest thing, right? You can't be good if you're not on the field.
2: No, I do know he's not going to be good. I thought I had hope with him last year, and then he just kind of stopped. So, Yeah,
3: and then after that, they kind of jump into um, all of them kind of – one happened yesterday. It was kind of big on Halloween. Uh, Ravens got – Roquan Smith from the Bears uh, for a second and a fifth round pick, which that Bears traded Roquan, their best linebacker, away for nothing is asinine to me. Um, no real big fantasy implications there. Um let's talk about TJ Hawkinson. So the Vikings got TJ Hawkinson from the Lions, basically like Travis said, for a second round pick. What are your thoughts on this? Like, you know, well, they exchange. Say it all. What did they all, they all exchange? So the Minnesota Vikings acquired TJ Hawkinson for uh, Minnesota Vikings acquired TJ Hawkinson and a 2023 fourth round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick from the Lions in exchange for a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. So, I mean, they the Lions kind of got a second and a third for a fourth for two fourths and in, in Hawkinson. Yeah,
2: that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Whenever you have had a really good offense and then you want to get rid of your second best piece on that offense. Now you basically only got a Monroe St. Brown. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Lions. Yeah. Lions are, yeah, you know, makes, Lions are makes in no full blown.
3: I don't know. I mean, he's is young. Is CJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson going to win you a championship. Is a tight end, when is a tight end outside of Travis Kelsey won you a championship? Well,
2: you say outside Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but
3: that was a I, few years ago. And TJ okay, Hawkinson
5: is, I get what you're talented. saying. It's just that, like, that that Lions offense is so predicated on a Ross, St. Brown and then TJ Hawkinson. And now, don't get me wrong, if Jamison Williams jumps into that offense and suddenly they have two dynamic receivers, then they may not miss TJ Hawkinson too much. And it was a need for the Vikings because they lost Irv Smith. Maybe they were shopping and they were like, hey, we'll give you like all of this. And granted, it wasn't much, but we'll give you this if you give us Hawkinson. And the Lions were like, damn, we get some draft capital. Um, yeah. I guess let's make it happen. And maybe they go get a TJ Hawkinson like player in the draft this year. I don't know. Clearly, they've given up on the season,
2: though. I saw. Uh, they
3: have given up. They've given up on the season. I, and the thing it go ahead, Travis.
2: Uh, I was just going to say. Like I don't think they needed TJ Hawkinson with all the weapons they had. But I saw a tweet today that was like, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook. Who's going to stop this team? And I replied Kirk to Cousins. him, and I said, Kirk Cousins.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, the one thing I will say about that offense is that Kirk Cousins loved Kyle Rudolph in that system. And so to have a, a tight end that you can actually use – Don't get me wrong. Irv Smith wasn't a bad player by any means, but I think Hawkinson is going to be pretty involved in that offense. Now, will his volume go down?
2: Fantasy implications? I think it hurts everyone on that team catching the ball. Even even TJ Hawkinson.
5: I agree. No, I, I think that because the target share is so diminished for everyone, like Hawkinson going from the Lions where he had the second most target share percentage, to the Vikings where he's probably gonna be I mean he might he might be second most if Thielen stays injured and you know doesn't doesn't really go out there, but he's losing catches to Jefferson, who's gonna get a lot of percentage. He's losing um looks with dalvin cook in that offense kj osborne even like if yep. Elon is hurt is a good weapon that they have there
2: so i mean the running backs catch the
3: ball i see like i see too. yeah and, and, and i see them still running a bunch of two tight end sets with with irv smith you know i, I don't think it's not because he he just went away Well, he's out for this
2: well not this year eight
3: to you ten know. weeks yep when, when when that happened on sunday yeah, yeah he's
5: potentially out until the playoffs so
3: okay, so that's why they made the trade. I am so out of depth with everything. I'm glad I have you guys. Um
2: <laughs> they said that because they were concerned about it whenever they made the trade, and then like an hour later they said he's gonna miss age ten weeks with a high sprain. Okay. It was like a long time for a an nickel sprain.
3: It does. But anyway, uh <clears throat> if you have if you have TJ Hawkinson, I'm trying to dump him. I'm trying to play up the card of like, Hey, he just got traded to a more high powered offense, um, you know, and try to get something out of him. Because like you guys all just said. He went from a team where he had the second highest target share team. He's probably gonna have a third, maybe even fourth, and a very right. and a and a pretty pretty run heavy <coughs> offense too. And with the Dalvin Cook and Madison.
2: At the same time, though, on the contrary to that. I don't know who you're going to get in return because tied the tight end position in fantasy is so scarce as it is. It's like, he could end up, he could end up doing really good or he could end up doing just average. And then it's like, he's just going to be another tight end. Cause who are you going to replace with him at this point in the season? So
3: yeah, there's just, been, I, go ahead. Go ahead
2: e. Yeah.
5: I was just going to say, I have Hawkinson in the league and I, I wasn't looking to shop him when I saw that trade, but I did put a few feelers out in a league of like, Hey, like, Hawkinson's on the Vikings now, like you want to talk shop. And everybody was just like, nah, not really. And so I don't I don't know if you can get a lot out of him unless you find the right trade partner. And I think that what you would have to try to do is throw another piece in there, um, and try to make it like a two for two swap, or maybe you throw like a running back and a wide receiver um in the deal as well on both sides. And then you get like a I don't I don't even know. Like maybe you try to go out and grab a kittle and then you throw in. Uh,
2: wide receiver two with your Hawkinson pick, and they can throw you a bench piece back. But. Because T, I mean T.J. Hawkinson, even with the Lions, he would only had one double-digit point week all year that was long. The Thirty-five point week that he had. Yeah, so everything it boosted his stats a lot. So he hasn't really been a good tight end. And to That's what I'm saying that you play,
3: point, play, play play up the value. Be like, hey, he's got traded to an offense. You know, it's a more high-powered offense. They're on the field a lot more. They score more than the Lions yeah you know it, it, there's a lot of teams in, in every league and i look at it that don't have a good tight end like i we have a guy in an eight-man league where he's starting the fucking <laughs> b- dude from denver who's granted been playing above his oh, pay grade Nultage, the yeah but that's yeah. when a starting tight end like that's somebody you could dump dump hawkinson off to Like, hey, here's hawkinson i'll take a like an rb3 or flex guy and if you have a, another tight end to use then great um but anyway, don't want to harp harp, harp too much on that. Um, got some more here. Commanders. I know uh, William Jackson the Third's been on the trade block for a while. He got traded to Steelers. Not really going to talk. Not really a ton to talk about that. There's two Dolphins trades. Uh, me, mine, and Travis's Miami Dolphins. Um, they made a big trade for edge rusher Brad Chubb. Um, not going to talk a ton about that. We really sent a bunch of picks to him. But the big thing there is we also sent Chase Edmonds in that package to Denver. Why do you think Denver want to chase him? included in that package.
5: So my, I I, this was the biggest thing I wanted to talk about with this trade deadline is what the fuck is Denver doing? Like I get you lost Javante Williams, but you went out and signed Latavius Murray, who's a a good like asset to have with Melvin Gordon, and then they just they just really don't like
3: Melvin Gordon. Apparently, Denver
5: ruined Melvin Gordon's
2: fucking career.
3: His whole they did they ruined it. He was so good.
2: He was Austin Eckler before Austin Eckler was Austin Eckler.
5: Yeah. And then you, <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, you have Mike Boone. If you're looking for a catching back, like he is not a bad option out of the backfield if you're looking for a guy who's just going to be there to catch the ball. So why the
2: fuck do you need Chase Edmonds? Back? Is barely going to see the field. I'm telling no, I, you, I, know, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fucking waved in two weeks. Like that's what I'm saying. So, they might, no, they might try him out. But whenever he gets 11, to, carries for 12 yards next week they're gonna be like yeah you fucking suck no wonder they traded you to us hey man he had four carries 14 yards last
3: week (laughs) pump the brakes
5: that's crazy 3.2 yards of
3: carry (laughs) yeah the i was so pumped whenever whenever i saw that trade and then i saw that we included chase Edmonds because now raheem moser can be the bell cow or he because then the dolphins also acquired jeff wilson mike mcdaniel's just bringing everyone from san francisco down to south beach with them uh, for a fifth round pick, does this hurt Raheem Mostert's value at all?
2: Not yet. Um, I don't think so. I think they're going right to use now, him in the same capacity that they use Chase Edmonds in. Yep.
5: And so. I was going to say, right now, if anything, he's just a cuff. They know that with he's Jeff Wilson, not going to drop it, eight passes Mostert a game. Hurt. exactly. <laughs> and it, you essentially upgraded though from Chase Edmonds with Jeff Wilson, and you lost not a whole lot for it because you flipped that pick. That you used in the Bradley Chubb deal to get Jeff Wilson. And so now you've got a guy who knows Mike McDaniel, who knows Raheem Mostert. Um, And then, like I said, it's, it's basically a cuff. Like you're going to use him in the game. Don't get me wrong. But if Mostert goes down with an injury, like he did in San Francisco, they plugged and played Jeff Wilson that year when Raheem Mostert went down and he played just like he did this year. So you've got a really solid backup option as well on that team, which you did not have before. If you were worried about Mostert potentially, I mean, he is 30, he's getting older. Like, to have a guy behind him who's going to be able to perform as well as he did in San Francisco, I think is a really important piece to have. Did you hear that, Jarrett?
3: What? I
2: mean, He's thirty. He's getting older. Yeah,
3: I'll
7: be thirty. I'll be <laughs> for thirty-one for or two football.
2: <laughs> oh, 31. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I mean, oh think... yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good tra- it's a good trade. Um, I mean, we basically flipped a pick for him. I know it was the one that is this year.
3: Go. I was, that's what i getting ready to say. We basically traded our 2023 first and a 2024 fourth for Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. I mean, I'll, I'll do that every day of the week.
2: I will say that our defensive line coach, <clears throat> the Dolphins defensive line coach, is going to have to do something with him because apparently he just can't coach pass rushers ever. It's just like a culture in Miami. The pass rush sucks balls. <laughs> well, so he better that- pick up something.
3: That's why they went out and got him. He has the third highest pressure rate in the NFL this year outside of Micah Parsons, and there's another guy in second. Jalen Phillips is actually ninth in that list on pressures, so we'll see how that plays out.
5: If you guys have 15 sacks through eight weeks, I don't think it's going to hurt to add Bradley Chubb. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to add, if we're talking about fantasy, is just if you – because in a league that I was in, Jeff Wilson was on waiver wires this week. If if I were you, I'd if you have Raheem Mostert and only if you have Raheem Mostert, I would pick up Jeff Wilson. That that's that's what I would do. Have him as a cuff. Use him as if you have the room on your bench. Otherwise, he's not worth stashing to me.
3: Not yet. Good Fair to enough. know. And then last the, be- the the there's two more fantasy implications here. Um one is for 2023. We'll talk about that in, uh, last but the Bills acquired Naheem Hines from the Colts for a conditional pick and then Zach Moss got shipped to Indy. Zach Moss out of oh, Buffalo.
5: I did not know that. That changes my opinion on this trade. Yeah. Um Zach I at first was like, Naheem Hines, no no value whatsoever in Buffalo. Why the fuck did they pick him up? Because it's not like they're going to start him over Devin Singletary or James Cook, for that matter. Um, and then I was up. like, and Zach Moss is in that lineup. But if you, I mean, don't get me wrong. For fantasy, I don't think Naheem Hines still plays a very big role in that offense. Um, he gets more, he'll get more passing down looks. Um, but how much, I don't know. But the fact that Zach Moss got shipped to, um, Indy, if Jonathan Taylor is still nagging with that injury, that could be a, a sneaky pickup if
2: Jonathan Taylor is not playing. I refuse to own any running backs in Buffalo that are on the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah. Refuse.
2: They all fucking suck. I don't know if that line just can't run block or what it is or they just all have running backs that just run in jeans, but I don't I don't like Naheem Hines to add on fantasy at all. I think that he still sees like a very minimal well, snap share. I will say that I mean they played the
5: Packers last week, right? And <laughs> if there's one thing this Packers D cannot do is stop the run. And that run oh. offense still did not look great. Now, granted, it was not it was fine last Sunday, but any other team is running all over the Packers. I mean, the fucking Washington Commanders. Had over 200 rushing yards against them the previous Sunday, and the Bills couldn't do that with the weapons that they have. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't like their
3: backfield. I, I don't think this, I don't think this deal makes the Bills any better. And real in reality, the no. Bills are easy to beat. and A lot of teams this year have all, have almost beat them. Miami did. It's really easy to beat the Bills. You want how you do it? You stop Stefan Diggs. You stop the run. You Literally, got to do two things. I think outside of that, stopping the
2: run is not that hard. You just have to have a somewhat decent defensive line.
3: Yeah, so if you if you can lock down Stefan Diggs and keep Josh Allen in the pocket, you're gonna you're gonna be the Bills every day every day of the week. Like that's all you have to do. I know it's it's easier said than done, but uh, that's where it's at. And then so that was the uh, the last one we'll talk about is the Jaguars acquiring Calvin Ridley, um, and a deal that is wild. So I believe this is probably based on his performance or something like that. Basically, it it's an ex- it's an exchange for draft capital that could be worth as much as a fifth round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024.
5: So, so it, I read kind of the details and it's been about four hours since I read these details. Um, but essentially like it, it all comes down to one. If he plays that bumps it up from like a fourth or a fifth to like a fourth If he plays well, it bumps it to like a third. And then if he does something else, like either like plays all 16 or 17 games or something like that, I don't remember exactly what it was, but yes, it is very much performance-based and a lot of it depends on does he start game one next year? Why wouldn't he? I mean, that's my thing, right? It's like if I I don't get why it was such a question mark because if he was suspended for a year, it's not like they're going to extend that. It's not like he's hurt. He's obviously got some time to prepare, to train, whatever. He might be a little out of it because he's been gone for a year and a half, essentially, because he was gone the second half of that season. But he plays
2: 17 games. He performs well. They're going to get a, a second-round pick. Out. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good deal for the Jags, right? They're adding a very solid wide receiver. Um, what's funny about this entire deal is the fact that he suspended because one of the bets he placed was for the Falcons to beat the Jaguars. <laughs>
5: um i nice i i literally i i love this pick for all sides one the falcons are not a a pass heavy offense anymore and they haven't been for a while and i don't think they're going to be next year either the jaguars on the other hand i think will be with better weapons you're going to have kirk and calvin ridley on opposite sides of the of the line now Um, and on top of that, you're obviously adding to Calvin Ridley's fantasy value too. I have him in a dynasty league. He's been rotten on my bench, obviously didn't want to drop him because I knew he'd probably be somewhere next year. Um, I I like this a lot. I'm not saying Jaguars are going to go out there and be the dolphins this year when it comes to throwing the football, but. That that offense is going to look better with him in it, and I think that he'll still perform to at least an adequate level. He'll probably put up a thousand yards. Don't know how many touchdowns. But-
3: I mean, it's 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 a nice it's a nice complementary piece to Christian Kirk. I feel like the, the Jaguars are very one dimensional. You stop Christian Kirk, who else who else you gonna throw the ball to? Like I don't even know. Evan who Ingram, the wide receiver, two is. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking tight end. So I'm um, not like trade a lot. You know, they obviously fleece them a little bit. People are saying they fleece them, but like Ethan just kind of alluded to the Dolphin, the Falcons are in. Kind of rebuild mode, even though they find themselves in first place in their division. Um, you you would have thought they were going to get a, a quarterback this year, but maybe not. So um, who knows? It's, it's it'll be the, interesting to see how it pans out long term.
5: The Jaguars this year are the Dolphins with a better quarterback. Or sorry, not the Dolphins, the Lions. Whoa. I was I I looked at your hat and I saw Dolphins in my mind with there. They are the lions with a better quarterback. That's what they are. And now the lions don't have Hawkinson, so they're a little different.
1: But yeah. because
5: Evan Ingram's actually played well this year, surprisingly. Um, but
2: that—that's literally who they are. They're just the lions with a better <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, I like it. They—they'll get better. We've seen flashes that they've been solid this year. They'll get better over yeah. time. Rome wasn't built in the day. It was not.
3: Nope. It was not. All right. What's Although the I wasn't one? there, so I. Although I wasn't there, that was it. That was that was the last one to talk about. Oh, that was the last the one. All right, so in all, all right. things considered, in years past, the no, NFL you didn't want to line... talk
5: about Chase Claypool. Oh yeah. Oh
3: yeah, Chase Claypool. <laughs> Chase Claypool. I skipped over that one. I think I think it's a
5: good. I mean, very very simply put, I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think that the Bears got fleeced, but I think they got a position of need.
1: That but and then the, and the Steelers
5: got it. It, tr- it makes zero sense, but they got what they needed. The Steelers got some draft capital, but I will say what they gave up for Chase Claypool of all players was not at all what they, they should have
0: given up.
3: Okay.
2: What they they gave up was essentially Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22 shopify.com free 22,
2: which is stupid. That's stupid. Yeah. Chase so, Claypool had like one, one stretch of like four to five games that made him that was his coming out part of the NFL. Yeah. And he's dog shit since.
5: And I, and I and guess, guess that he's young. Like. Spade to spade. Yeah, he's younger than some of the other rookies, I get that. Doesn't matter. Like And I and I also I will see it from the Bears' perspective for this as an unbiased Packers fan. Roquan Smith was not going to re-sign with your team and his contract ended this year. So you flipped him for a not so great pick and then you flipped that pick for Chase Claypool. Now granted, I probably would have kept the pick. If I if it were me, I'd have kept the second, called it a day. You got a second out of Roquan Smith for a rental for 9 months essentially. Or nine games, sorry, not nine months. But I just—it's it's Chase Claypool, man.
2: Like, speaking, speaking of somebody who wasn't going to re-sign with your team, I think the Browns front office is just something special because Kareem Hunt <laughs> is not going to re-sign with them, and they got. Nothing what are you for doing, it. right?
5: Like, <laughs> you, not only that, but then you go out there and you run him out for the most plays that he's seen all year by far last night when he's on the trade block or they said that all they wanted
2: out of him was a fourth round pick. You mean nobody wanted, nobody was going to offer them a fourth round pick. We, we, we
3: traded, we traded for Jeff Wilson for a fifth round pick. I guarantee you, he would have been a great fit in Miami, that pass catching down back. I don't know. Yeah. You want
5: to, you want to know what I'm shocked about is I, I thought he was going to go back to Kansas city. Like I, I really did. Like there's they, they Clyde Edwards Lair hasn't really panned out. Jarek McKinnon has been fine. Isaiah like Pacheco, I think is their
2: their next guy that they are going to try to yeah. experiment with, though. But either way, I thought I thought that baffled me today day when he didn't get traded. Uh, I'm just glad that Philly didn't trade for running back. I saw a lot of rumors of people wanting some like Philly to pick up somebody. Why? Miles Sanders has been so good this year. Yeah,
1: uh, in the past
3: three years. So there's seven and if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. You know so,
5: Why would you add a piece that doesn't know the offense when you're undefeated?
3: So one, one Whatever. thing, I, one thing I want to say about the chase Claypool. um, does this increase Deontay Johnson's fantasy value?
5: I think it increases George Pickens fantasy value.
2: I don't know if it increases yes. Deontay Johnson's. I think Deontay Johnson's ceiling is about as high as it's going to get, uh, he so was, about, a, check, he was, was a fucking Ben Roethlisberger check down king. So yep. Deontay not, Johnson's ceiling is about
3: as high, as about as tall as he is then? Yes.
2: Yeah, about <laughs> four foot eight.
5: I think that he's, I mean, he already sees a lot of targets, right? So, like, but the thing with Deontay Johnson is, is his targets are like he gets 12 targets, but they're all within five yards of the fucking line of scrimmage.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, so, he, he wants to be Tyreek Hill so bad, and he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like he just doesn't
5: have the quickness. Yeah, he doesn't have the acceleration, which is the big
2: George Pickens.
5: (laughs) I was standing in the mirror earlier before I took a shower. I know this is a little bit TMI. You guys can't see this. Like that, and I was like, I look like George Pickens (laughs) right now because I was like standing with my belly forward, and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) When he
2: got drafted, that's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's the greatest picture of all time. Incredible talent, though he's a good. I I hope he yeah. does well. Um, I actually,
3: I actually traded for him in a fantasy league. I traded Darren Waller and Michael Pittman for George Kittle and uh, George Pickens.
2: At least you get a tight end that can play out of that.
5: Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, this was like weeks ago, so it panned out for me.
2: I am
5: uh, sorry. One last note before we move on. I'm actually <laughs> kind of surprised that Michael Pittman did not get traded today. There were a lot of rumors swirling that the Colts might deal him with Najee Hines. Um, and I would have loved to see the Packers pick somebody like that up, but the Packers just stayed pat They're They're not playing for anything this year anyway, so maybe it doesn't make sense for them to trade for anybody. Aaron
2: Rodgers uh, said, I'm not fucking getting a wide receiver on my team.
5: Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I was a little shocked that Michael Pittman didn't go somewhere.
3: What do I need those for? I not I can fucking do it all myself. You know, I can just throw the ball yeah. and catch it. Myself. Who,
5: needs, who needs a wide <laughs> receiver? Although I love Romeo dubs, but man, you can't just rely on a rookie wide receiver when you've got nothing
3: else.
2: So player owner coach, maybe Aaron Rodgers. um, <laughs> trade him to Ce- right. Seattle for drew lock. <laughs> no shit. That'd be great. Even though he would not do great there. Cause they don't have anybody to catch the ball trade deadline. It was great. Biggest trade deadline. We've seen in a while. Some actually like notable names that got moved. So that was fun. Hopefully we see that in years to come next up is a new segment. Pack it in. Fucking teams that you just shut the door on, close the suitcase, fucking send it away. Um, Yeah, pretty much that's it. We're each going to give two to three, depending on, you know, how many of the same teams we have. So I, who wants to go first?
3: I have a very controversial one. Let's hear it. Mr. The The Patriots.
5: (laughs) Damn it. Well, you took my first one. So fuck off. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was the you, first one that I was going to bring up. If
3: you look at it, they're four and four, they're a game out of, their the only reason why they're a game out of a playoff spot is because the Chargers didn't play this week. They're on a bye. Um, but I just don't think this team has any redeemable qualities. And the reason why I say so, you pack it in is because they have a yep. good defense. They're a quarterback away f- from being decent.
5: So here's, here's my initial thoughts with that, right? Is I know they, they just beat the jets last week, right? I'm not, they are overrated, but I still think the Jets are better than this Patriots <laughs> team. And the only reason is for the reason you just said, and it's that they have no quarterback identity. They they are so Mac Jones this week, Bailey Zappi next week. Oh, Mac Jones is healthy, but he doesn't look very good. I think, I think the, Bailey Zappi, Zappi
2: the Bailey Zappi project, at least for this year, is over. I think they are going to stick with Mac Jones until they like get beaten badly a couple weeks in a row. Um, which I don't see that happening for at least a few weeks now.
1: No, so, I, I mean, and it's tough. The,
2: it's tough that you, you say the, that, Jarrett, because they they have the Colts and Jets coming up. Um, so it's like, do you want to give them a couple more weeks? If you're a Patriots fan, you're obviously still holding on hope. I don't think this team is any contender worthy. That's
3: tough. Yeah. If I if I honestly, if I'm looking at the top, if I'm looking at the playoff standings in the AFC right now, I legitimately see four to five teams that can, that can contend for a championship and they aren't one of them.
2: Well, after, after the next two weeks, that's what I'm saying. Only because they have a uh, beneficial schedule the next two weeks after that Vikings, bills, Cardinals, who, while they haven't played good, are still tough. Raiders, not great. Bengals, Dolphins, bills, like they have a gauntlet coming up after the next two weeks. So it's like, yeah, we're six and four.
3: What yeah, we'll what you, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So
3: what, 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 what's the end goal there? Pack it in, give up on the Mac Jones project. You can you can have the draft capital. You have you have the talent to trade up and go get a Bryce Young to go get a CJ Stroud. I think in the draft, and that's and I hate to say that as a division rival, but they're just one quarterback away. Their defense is solid, always has been. They got some some talent at the running <clears range throat> position. They have no talent at wide receiver. Yeah, wide receivers suck. So. so. Their line's good, their running game's good, their defense is good, their quarterback and some wide receiver talent away.
5: Here's, here's my thing is they draft a quarterback two straight years, right? Are they are they gonna go out and get a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud? I don't think so. Bailey's happy was a
3: seventh-round pick. I mean, yeah, but he's
5: he's he looked pretty good in the couple of games that he got to play in. It's like next year. I think the big thing that they decide is, is is the Mac Jones project over? And do we start focusing on Bailey Zappi? Is Bailey Zappi worth a project or do we draft a quarterback or do we go out and get one of these top wide receivers that are going to be in the draft with our first round pick and then try to build around that with a Bailey Zappi or a Mac Jones? I don't know. I am in agreement with you, though. That's why it was my first one is just that you're fourth in your own division. And I get that the Jets are one of those teams in that division. But the other two teams in that division are probably, in my opinion, as an unbiased person that you guys are fans of this division, those other two teams are going to run away. Like I, I think that both of those teams win 11-plus games going down the stretch, the Dolphins and the Bills. So then it's a matter of what do the Jets do, and then what does the rest of the AFC do? And the AFC is so tough, even though we've seen teams struggle, like the Chargers have struggled, the Raiders are are done for. Um, we can talk about that later, but still a tough division. <laughs> Um, I I don't see any possible way that the Patriots sneak into the playoffs. Let alone once they get into the playoffs, is they're not they're not a Super Bowl contender. So pack it in and and try to rebuild for next year.
2: There you go. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. There, there's a little bit. It's like yeah, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's a little bit of hope, but. It, light is in the I tunnel and then boom, they're avalanche. They're on, fucking train right behind you, runs you over. Uh, same with this next team that I'm about to say. It's the fucking Los Angeles Lambs. Um, and no, it's, it's it's not because I, I have a grudge because they absolutely blew that lead to San Francisco this past weekend. Zero points in the second half. But at the same time, that is another reason. I think this offense is absolutely atrocious. They lost all their wide receiver pieces. They only have Cooper Cup and fucking Blake Skoranek, who they're trying to turn into the next Cooper Cup. Uh the the backfield is horrible. Daryl Henderson sucks. They couldn't move Cam Akers, who also sucks. And the defense is just getting roasted. Um this team is not good. They're three and four. They have some winnable games coming up, but you gotta think you almost gotta win what seven eight more games. It's not going to happen. Uh dude, they have the worst point
3: differential one. in the NFC next to the Detroit Lions.
2: So I'm telling you, their defense sucks. Their offense can't move the ball. It's kind it's amazing to me that they are the the reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah. So I'm just going to
5: not do pack it in apparently because you guys
2: are just going to take all the teams that I have. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, but no. We'll let you go next. The Rams are are definitely one of them. It's It blows my mind that you go from a team that just won the Super Bowl to the product that they're putting on the field this year. I I get, like, guys' age. um, You lost a couple pieces. Odell is currently not there, obviously got hurt. But they are so one-dimensional on offense, it's not even funny. The reason Cooper Cup is so valuable in fantasy is because he's the only guy who gets fucking targeted in the entire offense in that scheme. And so you only throw to Cooper Cup, 15 times a game, you're not going to do a whole lot else in that offense. Their defense, like you said, just has not performed to the level that people thought it was going to. If you're, if you're third in a division where Geno Smith is currently leading the division, you're doing something wrong. And so I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that this team is capable of winning seven to eight more games this season. The only saving grace that they have is that they play in the NFC. That's the only saving grace that they have is they could sneak in with an okay record in the wild card and then potentially make a
2: run. Other than that,
5: I pack it in, rebuild for next year.
2: I still yeah, I still don't think so. Just because they're ninth right now. The two teams behind them are the Bucks and the Packers, teams that I think that can beat them, and they play them both heading down the stretch. So Yep.
3: Yeah, Packers and uh sorry, the Rams and Bucks actually play this weekend. So yes, they uh, do. It's a big game. I, I don't disagree with that. They are not on my list, so I'll go to my second team. Um, Ethan. Ethan's up. But Ethan, he hasn't given tickets.
5: one. Yeah, y'all stole both of my teams. I only have one team <laughs> left, so uh, let me throw it out here. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my next team is just one that I, again, they weren't even that good last year. I think that they just had a really hot streak. We've talked about this before. You might know who I'm talking about. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, I'm I'm sorry, but you went ten and seven last year and you just got really hot and made it to the Super Bowl. The offense is okay. You just got fucking essentially blanked. I don't care what points they put up at the end of that game by the Browns. Your four and four Jacoby Brissett <laughs> just stunted on you. Joe Burrow looked awful in that game.
2: Um, I get yeah. they don't have a tweet looking now, fuckers, <laughs> <laughs> dude.
3: So, um, here's okay. I'll let you finish. I have, the, I, have uh, I, don't, I don't have there. a whole lot to
5: finish. I just, if you cannot protect your franchise quarterback, and I, I am not hating on Joe Burrow at all because I think that he's a good quarterback. But if you can't protect him and you can't create space for your running game to make plays to where it opens up your passing game and your defense can't stop the run, they're giving up almost five yards of carry as a run as a defense. Yeah, I it's just like, oh, so, I get that they're I get that their division is not a hard one outside of the Ravens. Outside of the Ravens, it is not a hard division. They will make the playoffs. But are they Super Bowl contenders? Is ooh, it is it? I don't worth? know. I don't know. If,
3: if they don't win the division, if they don't win the division, then they're not making the playoffs. There will only be one team out of this division this year. One team. It's not going to be like last yeah. year. That's, and that's my argument there. E is like, how can you pack it in when you look at the standings and you're a game out of first place? You're one game behind the Ravens. And before that. that game, before this last game, I get it, it was bad. I watched it was horrible. Uh, man, that Browns plus three, I should have fucking smacked that and took it to the bank. Um, But anyway... Before that, and like the, the there's a five game stretch where Joe Burrow was playing like an MVP candidate. And and they made it to the Super Bowl last year with Apache defense with a shitty O line. So
2: why can't they do it again? And and, and if they're packing in and what are they packing <clears throat> in for why like, why can't they do it again? Because just like the Patriots, after these next two weeks Look who they're facing. So this upcoming week, they play the Panthers. Panthers are going to give them trouble because their defensive line is really good. I'm going to say that right now. Plus seven, I think they might cover. I don't have it as a pick. But they got Panthers, Steelers, then rattle off the rest of this schedule. Titans, Chiefs, Deshaun Watson's back with the Browns. They just got beat by Brissette. At Bucks, at Patriots, Bills, Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. In, they
3: might win. They games. might win eight games. In our in our division preview, I wanted I took the Ravens to win the division. You guys are like, no, we're both taking the Bengals. And I bet on the Bengals because you guys convinced me to do it to win the division. So I fucking hate both you now. <laughs> I we didn't did bet it. on them. I
2: didn't say. I didn't. I don't know if I would have suggested that. But uh, yeah, I mean, this division's not good, but they just look awful. And last night, okay, okay, for me, I don't hate that, Ethan. But I'll as a fan, it. being four and four, I'm not going to pack my team in. Pack it in uh, with, with and
3: being a game out of first place to the
2: division. But it's I like don't, I don't doubt, I don't doubt that they that they miss the playoffs, for sure, for sure. No,
3: yeah, if, if they win the division, they miss the playoffs. I will go with my second one. It's kind of like a duh, no brainer, if you ask me. But if you look at the standings, like maybe it's not. If you're like a team, a fan that wants to give a little bit of hope. It's it's Indianapolis Colts, and I'm talking about not only packing in. Oh you need, God, you need to pack this fucking regime in. You got to get rid of Chris Ballard. You got to you got to have. Well, they
2: uh, fire the offensive
3: uh, coordinator today, the play caller. Oh bloody fucking die! That's not going to solve Matt Ryan's dead arm. <laughs> I'm mean, I'm sorry.
2: Well, and, it's the guy who it's the guy who I'm pretty sure wanted to go out and get Matt Ryan, so they relieved him of his duties today.
3: <laughs> so I I shared that that tweet with you guys in the group chat, and I I can rattle out the stats, but since 2018, the Colts have paid their quarterbacks like an ass. It was like 200 and something million dollars, like eight different quarterbacks, 200 million dollars. They quit. They have to stop doing this patch job of quarterback. Like, they had a good defense. Like, that's not going to carry two championships. This is an offensive driven league. You have to have talent on the offensive side of the ball. And that starts at the quarterback position. Pack it in, tank, get a top quarterback to pair up this defense. I don't even know if Drew Lock could help in at this point. I think I think they need to go out and get get a young get a young quarterback, draft quarterback. I don't know what that to, to do, but just give it up. This is the Titans' division for the foreseeable future.
2: Top quarterback, they fucking they've won too many damn games now.
3: Not really. I mean,
1: what are they, they three, four, and one?
3: Three, four, and one. They are literally they're right right now. They sit at tenth. They sit in tenth place in the AFC. Only a game. I have and the fifteenth pick right now, though. Only a game and a half out of playoff spot, play, out of a playoff spot, but only a game and a half out of the 15th place spot in the AFC.
2: But that's the thing, though. It's like they're a game and a half out of playoff spot, so they're going to try to win. They're going to win two to three more games, and then they're going to get like I'm a certain They won't, though, pack it in. but call, I agree. It. I'm, I'm just...
5: Who are they starting at quarterback this week, though? Is it Sam it's Ellinger? Sam, Sam
2: Ellinger is going forward the rest of the forward. season. They said Matt Ryan's bench for the year. That's tough. And they're and, and, but guys, <laughs>
1: they're, they're not back. Their,
3: their schedule is is like and if they don't pack it in, they can win some games that kind of fuck up draft position. Patriots, Raiders, both winnable games. Eagles, that's a loss. Steelers, that's a winnable game. Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Giants, Texans. They have like four or five winnable games there. Where if they win four or five more games and end up being you know seven or seven and whatever and eight and whatever, they're screwed. They're they're in. The quarterback purgatory for another five years.
4: Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. We'll say though that the quarterback <laughs> draft capital or not capital. The quarterback draft this year is way better than it was last year. Now, is it that deep to where they'll get somebody at sixteen, seventeen? I don't so know. So I'm saying but-
3: pack it in loose,
2: pack it in a loose, <laughs> pack it in loose. The best quarterback draft in the last two in the see. in the last five years and the next five years is justin herbert to a draft it was yeah that
5: that, that i mean that was obviously a, a great draft but
2: um so yeah i don't like i don't mind that at all My i have two more my next one uh ethan you're not gonna love but you might agree it's the green bay packers um you got to man three and five 11th right now in the nfc this offense looks so goddamn bad it is unbelievable. Um, I think for me, it's like you either insert Jordan Love into this offense now, see what he's got so you can decide to maybe take a quarterback this year or you keep trying to win and just fuck yourself over for future years and like then you're going to go into a, a complete rebuilding mode for like three years. Well, so. they
5: lost their opportunity for the first point you made of inserting Jordan Love. Because although it was not going to happen, I would have, at at this point in the season as a fan, and I love Aaron Rodgers, would have traded him. Like, you spent too much damn money on Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't looked great this year, and I get that the weapons around him haven't helped him. Don't get me wrong. But he just, just, he's aging. He's aging a lot quicker than fucking Tom Brady, and I don't know why people didn't think that was going to happen. And then on top of that, to add to your point because i i don't disagree with you it sucks as a fan to say like this team is done but after the lions this week you get the cowboys the titans the eagles then you get to play the bears but then you play the rams to you know whatever question mark an easy game, game but good, tough. not an easy game the dolphins the vikings and then the lions again they <laughs> might win three games for the rest of the season they might go six and twelve or eight or eleven jesus christ six and yeah. eleven
2: um, and I mean, not a lot of uh, it, again, it's like you pack it in. But I think this front office has too much pride; they can't swallow it. Look at what they've done in the draft the last few years. Um, they just they they tried to please Aaron Rodgers for too long. Don't get me wrong; he was the heart and soul of that franchise for the last however many years. Took him to the playoffs. Granted, couldn't really do a whole lot in the playoffs, but still, it's nice to be there. And then they just wanted to serve him purpose and
5: now look where they're at. His his mind is just not on the field. Like I I obviously don't know because I don't know him as a person. I obviously am not tied no, to no in really he's fucking anyway. Besides besides the fact he's, that he's I too bu- am he's too busy an owner. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's just like he's busy doing literally everything else. Yeah, he's... and so it's like
2: Dropping where's his focus? I was too busy going out there, fucking doing ayahuasca and fucking all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, he's, a, he's, a a that. he's he's a weird guy. He's a very guy. weird guy. A guy top or top hundred people I don't want to hang out with. He's number one. <laughs> and you know I would not want to like him.
5: <laughs> is is the fact that they are so talented on that team in almost <clears throat> every facet outside of wide receiver and. Quarterback leadership. I'm not saying quarterback talent because we all know what kind of talent Aaron Rodgers has, but quarterback leadership. They don't have any of it. They don't have any wide receiver talent, but you've got two. You've got possibly the best running back tandem in the entire league. Not saying they're the two best running backs, but as a combo. And then you've got a defense that's really good in stopping the pass. Now, granted, the run defense, they've had some issues, but you just, you look like, I mean, you're on the same playing field right now as the Bears, and that's saying something. That's a
3: problem. So here's I, – I, I listen I listen to a lot of NFL podcasts to try to catch up on the shit I can't catch on Sundays. But I listen to this Dolphins podcast, and this guy said something. He was talking with um, Jordan Palmer. I'm sure you guys see seen him on TikTok. He, he, he's a quarterback coach. He said the number one hey, thing – welcome bachelor paradise host. Uh, the number <laughs> one – only you would know that. The number one thing about – quarterbacks is confidence like if they exude confidence the rest of the team is going to breed confidence and when i watch aaron Rodgers play i just get very shitty bad body language from him and that's going to bleed into the other players and that's going to bleed out on the field all so, he does
5: is shake his fucking head every time something goes wrong man it's bro he it's reminds me of- facial
3: expressions
5: it's the shaking of the head it's the yelling at his players like so, it what, it
3: reminds, what it reminds me of, Travis, and you'll, you'll, me and Travis, you get pissed about this is the year the Dolphins had Jay Cutler. Like, he just doesn't fucking care. Like, he doesn't it's give a shit. these
2: fucking old head quarterbacks because Tom Brady's doing the same shit, man. And we talked about this last week when you weren't on, but that style of football is coming gone. It's over. It's over.
3: The new style of football is the Patrick Mahomes, is the Josh Allen's, is the two You know of what you do
2: with that style games. of football? You
3: fucking pack it in. Yeah. So <laughs> I have uh Travis. That was your, that was your second team. I have one more. I have one more. Uh, Ethan, do
2: you have any more?
5: I, I didn't, but if you, if you want to talk, about no, you don't. Head, I mean, you don't back, have to. Um, my, my reserve packet in was the bucks and it's the same as the Bengals, right? They're only a game out. They play in a shitty division. I don't really have much to say on it. It's just like, at this point, Tom Brady should retire. Y'all should figure your shit out for the rest of your team and You should play for next year because that team has looked bad too. But it was a reserve for a reason. I don't think it's a real packet in team. I think that's yeah. that team still wins the division, it's fine, yep.
3: whatever. They've, they'll figure it out, they'll figure it out. Yep. I think, I think honestly, that that it's a lot to do with what Tom Brady's going through. I think that's also the coaching change. People haven't really uh, uh credited that. You know, they Bruce Arians is the coach, it's uh Byron Leftwich, first time head coach. I think there's a bit of a learning curve there. That division's terrible. They'll figure it out and and, and end up winning. So I can't necessarily. I would love to be be three and five and like, oh yeah,
2: (laughs) we're still going to win the division.
3: Right. Instead of, so the dolphins at five and three, like, man, are we even going to get second place? Um, The Packers are
5: three and five and they're not going to come close to winning the division.
3: So yeah, might as well flush a hundred (laughs) dollars on a toilet on that one. Um, Anyway, my last one is the commanders. Um. They are sitting at four and four. They are very, very close. Could make a playoff spot. They are basically as <laughs>
2: funny They're dead last in their division. <laughs>
3: yeah. That,
2: that <laughs> like is where I I can a's. It in.
3: you're in a division with the Eagles. You're in a division with the Eagles. You're in a division with the Cowboys and the Giants, who I have also equate with the Jets. I think the Giants have played some mediocre. Anomaly. And are mediocre- yes. Anomaly I, of a I, season. I, you guys are going to call me crazy. I have the Giants under seven wins. I still think that that, that has a chance of pushing. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Not even close. Uh-
3: They're, ter- they're a They're terrible <laughs> team. Dalen Jones sucks. Um, Washington. <laughs> I have the same bet. I Don't
2: it think in. it's any uh, close.
3: Uh, the Washington manager is packing for that reason. The division they're in. Same thing. You're in quarterback purgatory. You had Carson Wentz this year. You tried to go out and get for Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. You end up starting Taylor Heineke. Love Taylor Heineke. Battle Hawks legend. Um, but you know, Kakao, they're back finally. Um, I just think I, there's there's nothing, and they need to fire Riverboat Ron. He's got to go. This is like needs to be a, a team that needs to just fucking pack it
2: in for forever. Yeah, they
3: rebranded for
5: forever is aggressive,
2: but they rebranded and not they need to rebrand again after this year. Like new team, Commanders. Nope, you're still the you same.
5: Definitely right. rebrand when you when your team is out there saying like, yeah, let's go commies. Nope. Let's not do that.
2: Let's
3: not
5: say that. I live in the DC area <laughs> and I have indeed heard that phrase be said multiple times Oh, you
3: All right, y'all. If so anyone says that, go back to 10th grade history, take a fucking history class and learn why that's not okay to say. But seriously, well, I mean, you you're have some really, really good offensive talent. You know, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, the guy that got shot in the leg um (laughs) they fucking
5: can i can i just sidestep for a second they ruined antonio gibson's career why the bullshit do you quit trying to force brian robinson yep it's ridiculous i i literally went to that packers commanders game last week in person and watched antonio gibson outperform brian robinson in every facet of that game but they are so stuck on using that kid and i get it He's not a bad running back, but why did you need him? And why did you need to insert him in that offense so aggressively? It makes no sense.
3: Antonio Gibson's going to be killer, and but anyway, they need to pack it in. Um, you know, you're you're in a tough division. You're not going to win it. I don't see you coming into a playoff spot because you're fighting with the Niners, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers and the Cardinals. I guess you could say for that for that last playoff spot, not going to happen. Sorry.
2: Yeah, Fucking then, the commanders. I'm, the commanders are doing to Antonio Gibson what uh, Coach Taylor did to Matt Saracen on Friday Night Lights with that little fucking <laughs> – with that little rich kid. And then, <laughs> old- uh, Jarrett,
5: not to not to uh, hurt your hurt your feelings or anything, but you were saying you might still push with that Giants that Giants bet. Their next four weeks are the Texans, Lions, Cowboys, and Commanders. So <laughs> They're winning and they can't win two of those, two of those four.
3: four games, I would be yeah. shocked. What are are the Texans and Lions on the road? Uh,
5: the Lions are at home and the Texans are at home.
3: <laughs> okay, so they're definitely. I I I think I think the Lions beat them. I I watched the Lions play they weekend. They're, they're not. I think Lions. the Lions can beat them. Yeah,
5: I think that they can. I don't know if they will. Especially after losing Hawkinson, right? Which I get is okay. not a huge detrimental piece, but it's still important in
3: that. Okay, audience. whatever. I was I just cannot stand <laughs> the fucking Giants or the Jets. I hate
2: everything New York. Always have, always will. Same. Fair. I agree. Love that. All right, my last team that I'm going to mention, and I've I've shit on this team for a while, and I said that I that that they're bad. It is the Arizona Cardinals. Oh yeah, this is terrible. Pack Fish it the, the fucking cod came. Pack down? it in. Oh. The fucking cod king. Let him just go stream. Modern Warfare
5: Two just came out.
3: He's
2: probably find a professional team. You see on Twitch somewhere.
3: Patrick Peterson. After they turned the ball over, they did like a team celebration in zone. Patrick Peterson was doing like was playing on like an Xbox controller, like making fun of Kyler Murray. I'm like, dude, that is. It's so bad.
2: It's gotten so bad, and it's like there's got to be a point where like, okay. You turn the table, you get over it, you get better. They ha- that has not happened all year last year. Horrible. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins came back. Still not great. They play the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers coming up. They could lose all three of those games. You want I'll go even farther. Seahawks, Rams, Niners, Chargers, Pats, Broncos, Bucks, Falcons, Niners. They well, might, I mean, they might finish with six wins.
5: The next three weeks is going to define their entire season because they three they play three divisional opponents back to back to back. They but, if they don't win two of
2: those, season's over.
3: Yeah, schedule no, schedule I, I schedule agree. makers schedule makers did them fucking dirty. That's yeah. That's that's rough to have three division games in a row like that. I, I'm guessing I, as guessing much two of them on the road.
5: As much as, as, as we can hate now. on the fucking Chiefs. Um, nothing was funnier than seeing the way that they were like, yeah, we just, we just, we play Call of Duty. And like, you know, before this game, we, we all got together, we played, and it was great. We team won a chemistry. few games. <laughs>
4: that
5: That's was the funniest shit to me. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Like DeAndre Hopkins coming back was good for that offense, but there's so many more problems with that team than just the offense. I
2: so, I think like, I think you got to rebuild, though. I think you got to get rid of Callum Murray. They can't. They just paid a bunch of money. Yeah, I don't think you can do that
5: yet. But I, I no, get what you're saying. But
2: I don't think you can do that yet.
3: Here, well, I'll tell you,
2: I'll tell Kyler Murray is not going to win you anything.
3: I'll tell you right now, Kyler Murray contract. They just re-signed him. Yeah, I'm sorry. They signed him on August to I uh, I don't know how many years, but 230 and a half million dollar deal with 160 million guaranteed. They cannot move on from Kyler Murray.
5: And, a, and a no one's going to call.
3: take that contract. Yeah, exactly. So they came about, he is the second highest court paid quarterback in the league. And boy, does he not fucking deserve it? Five year, five yeah. year
2: contract. You're going to have to, you're going to have to go to court and just Bobby Bonilla, that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> go to just say, listen, just retire and we'll pay you forever. Uh, Get the fuck out of here.
3: Well, I also think I also think the coach is the problem. I think Cliff Kingsbury wasn't a good college coach. So why would you think he would transit to the NFL? That
2: little mo- that little motherfucker is going to get picked up in the desert by aliens one of these days, <laughs> out there. So <laughs> why? Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, I think well, that
5: team is walking around the desert of Arizona. Arizona. That's, That's where fucking
2: all the
3: shit happens. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, um, let's take a bathroom break. and We'll be right back after this message.
3: And the message this episode is going to be me. Let's talk about the college football playoff rankings for a little bit. Now, granted, I haven't watched a ton of college football. This, this uh, message is brought to you by Jarrett's unfiltered college, uh, football thoughts. I think Tennessee being at one is a little bit, a little bit of farce in the college football rankings, uh, I know they're eight no, I know they beat Alabama, but what Georgia has done over the last really two to three seasons, including last year, you almost have to put them at one. I'm sorry. Uh Ohio State, they're a big ten team, they'll fucking lose. So I, I get that. I also don't think Clemson should be ranked above Michigan at four and five. So those are my unfiltered college football thoughts. And this message is brought to you by your local liquor store. And now we're kind of come back
2: to the content. There you go. There you have it. Uh, let's move into our picks. Our winning picks of this week. Um, we'll start off in chronological order, but it will not in that way. Who has the? Who thinks they have the first pick? Because there's technically games tonight <laughs> when you're listening to this. I am. All my picks are on Sunday. So. Wow. Oh God wow i have one pick on sunday uh same i think no i have two i have two picks on sunday um, one pick on sunday have, um, pick my first on one's wednesday. not till friday or no sorry wow um saturday
5: i have before friday i have two picks before friday so i'll just jump All into right. my first one which is wednesday um t- I, am i not gonna bet on some action come on y'all um, it is Central Michigan at Northern Illinois. Um, for those of you who haven't been listening for the past few weeks or maybe don't remember, I bet on Northern Illinois a few weeks back, and they shit all over me. So this week, um, I am actually going to take Central Michigan plus 5.5. Only one unit. It is Wednesday at 6 p.m., for those of you who do not know. Um, both teams are not good. They're 2-6. and six. Central Michigan is on the road but Northern Illinois this year only has one home win. I don't trust them with any ounce of my body. I don't have anything else to add to that other than I just, I don't believe Northern Illinois is a good team. I don't think Central Michigan is a good team either, but I think they are better than Northern Illinois. I would even be tempted to sprinkle a little money line on this as some road uh, victors in Central Michigan, but I'm going to stick with the plus five and a half one unit um, Maction Wednesday night 6 p.m. tomorrow. Today, if you are all listening,
3: all I like right. I, I like the dogs in these in these early week games. I think I think it plays in their favor a lot.
2: Yeah, I was I was looking at it a little bit solid. I was like, ooh, <clears throat> don't hate that. Just because Northern Illinois sucks that bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, <clears throat> we we learned our lesson quickly. Yes, after, we did. Uh, after that, and then we bet against him. Yeah, good.
5: Speaking of learning our lesson, if we're going to go in chronological order, I'll just throw <laughs> my next game in there. Um, He's doing it, it. Is Appalachian State at Coastal Carolina Thursday at six thirty p.m. Jared,
2: before Ethan so, rolls on with yep, this pause, he talked about Jared, last week. Here. Travis, go ahead. Talked last week. Ethan goes. The only people who win. Like, only you and Jarrett win when you bet on Coastal Carolina. When I do, they lose. So, if you bet on them and they win this week, it's the ultimate test next week when they play at App State to see. But Ethan said he's doing something different, so let's hear it. It,
5: it is slightly different. So, I because I bet on Coastal Carolina the one time they decided to lose, and they did, um, this week I decided, because I like App State a lot, don't get me wrong. But I think this Coastal team's a little bit better. So I've done this two weeks in a row, and it's hit both weeks. I'm going to do it for a third week in a row, and I'm going to do a six-point teaser on a Thursday night game. That's three straight weeks. Um, I am going to take Coastal plus nine, so I'm still taking Coastal here, but I'm also going to take the over of 58.5 at two units. I think these teams can score um, at a pretty good clip. I
2: think I uh, see it's at 64 right now,
5: so I'd go 54, 58 straight. So we'll up. call it 58, 58 just to be safe. Yeah. Um. But so plus nine, plus 58 or over 58. Sorry. I think that um, Coastal is the slightly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say they're the slightly better team, but are they going to lose by more than nine points? I don't think so. I think they could win this game outright. They're at home. The Thursday night oh. game is a short week. Um. I think that points will be scored in this game. So give me the over, give me plus nine, two units in this game.
3: Love that
2: pick. All right.
5: That's going to be Coastal
3: loses.
2: If Coastal loses by 10, they're cursed to you forever. Yeah.
5: I will never bet on Coastal again
2: if that happens. (laughs) All right. You can't not not love that
3: bet, giving Grayson McCall fucking 10 points or nine points. Come on. Come on. That's a big game. You wouldn't think. And at home, you wouldn't think. That's a big game. And Apple Appalachian, they State, they... Appalachian States, I like you said, I I can see Coastal winning that game. say States dropped some
2: weird games this year. I mean, they lost to old Dominion yeah, Coastal Carolina lost old Dominion at home by 28. So That's the fact people probably listen to us like, man, they talk about the most fucking
3: random ass fucking NIU, <laughs> fucking App State, Coastal. Like hey, kind of we're getting about, you. We're just trying to win you money. Day.
2: Yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, we don't talk about blue bloods ever. Ever. All right. Well Guess what? My first game of the week is Guess definitely what, <laughs> not a blue blood. And it is it is one Saturday morning at 1030 a.m. Oh,
5: I know what you're picking here. It's I got service.
2: Too. It's the services. I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking a side. Air Force, Army. Uh, Air Force is minus seven. That's who I would lean. I hope Ethan's going with this. I'm going over 40 points here. Um, Army, one of the worst teams in college football against the run. Obviously, we know that's all Air Force does, 336 yards per game on the ground. I think they're going to be able to move the ball at will. On the other side, Air Force, they have a solid defense. Uh, It's okay against the run. It's not great. Obviously, both these teams, triple option, 40 points. Come on. That's super easy to hit here. Going over 40, I'm doing a unit and a half on that.
5: I love that pick. Um, I'm not doing that, but I'm doing your lean. So I actually got Air Force minus six and a half. Um, This was my next pick. I had Air Force minus six and a half, and this was my three-unit pick of the week. So I I haven't done a three-unit pick since week two of the NFL season or no sorry week two of the college football season i haven't done a uh three unit pick since week one of the nfl season um i'm taking air force minus six and a half at three units air force is top 40 in their rushing defense and their top 10 in their scoring defense this year and that's all army does too so we talked about air force all they do is run the ball that's all army does too um i think air force is gonna shut down army and i think that they're gonna just put up points at will I could see that overhitting just by Air Force putting up like 42 points and winning like 42 to nothing. I'm not not even shitting you. I think that this is the easiest lock of the week for both sides. I think the overhits, I think that the minus three hit. Listen to this.
2: Go for it. Seven-point teaser. Army money, Air Force money line over
5: 33. I put 10 units on that. I'm not even exaggerating. I, I would bet my entire week's worth of betting on that me, teaser. Watch me twenty-eight nothing. Don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I would still bet it. And if I take the LR, that's what I'm yeah.
2: saying, that might be that might be my biggest play on Saturday. This just was my on that game.
5: Favorite game of the week. When I looked at this line and saw that it was six and a half Air Force and saw the matchup, saw how good Air Force was against the run, saw the fact that the Army, the only thing that they do is run. It's just, it made too much sense to me. I think they win this game easily. Six and a half isn't even enough. I'd have put this line at ten and a half.
2: You guys, oh, want it's enough? at thirty thirty nine and a half 39 and a half right now. Air Force minus seven. A seven point teaser is minus 125 to go Air Force money line over 32 and a half. Doing Same. it right now, locking in 70 bucks.
3: <laughs> 70 dollars. Yeesh, 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 begeesh. You guys want to know it right now? The money percentage. Oh man, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan with the bet of the century right there. Oh, that fits the model so well. <laughs> that fits what about the, the over? Money. And so the totals don't really haven't really worked on the model, but everyone's on the under. Everyone of the brothers on the under. That's why the that's why it's moving that way. So that's what I'm saying. The, the totals haven't worked, but Ethan for my spread for the. So I will say the totals have leaned like fade public, and public's all over the under, so Travis is in the right there. But, Ethan, the 70% of the bets, 70% of the bets are coming in on, on Army at plus seven, but 61% of the money is coming in on Air Force. So the Sharps are on Air Force. Uh, all the public squares are on are on Army. I love both these picks. I love the teaser here more, so I am backing that. All three of them, all around. Two, two out of three are bound to hit Twitter, it's my
5: game of the week, and it's the first game of the. It's the first game of Saturday, like ten thirty. We don't see ten thirty games too often. You get
2: to wake up but, and and have your cup of coffee halfway over with watching football. By the time the other ones come on, that's my favorite thing. I yeah, love. And then you get to
5: take your winnings of whatever you win, and you bet off this, and you get to play it in the afternoon games because this game will be over
3: by two. That's the key. That's the key there. Love that. I love that. I love. that. I didn't like him when I first heard him, but then I looked at the data and it, it, it matches.
2: <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, yeah, Air Force was a lean to mine. I really, really thought about taking that, but I didn't. Uh, I'll go ahead and go with my next picture. How many picks total do you have? I don't want you to like, just backload <laughs> the fuck out of us. Five? Okay, perfect. All right. My next pick. This is a game you want to talk about, shit, shit, bowls all you want. This is a game that everyone and their motherfucking brother better watch on Saturday if they can. Tennessee at Georgia. Um, Tennessee is eight and a half, nine, nine point dogs. That's what I looked at. That's what I'm going to get it at. If it's eight and a half. I'll buy it up but right now. I saw it at nine. So that's the pick I'm going with. Saturday at 2 30, I'm going Tennessee plus nine. Listen. Georgia almost lost to Mizzou. Granted, they're a better team than the record shows. I cannot take them seriously as a contender because of that. And I'm fully okay with being proven wrong about this and Georgia showing up and just dominating Tennessee. But right now I'm taking the line that makes the most sense to me. Tennessee, number one in the motherfucking country. I don't think Georgia is as good as what they were last year. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. I don't understand how you can be a contender. Number three ranked. Are they three now? Yes. Yep. Three in the country. Listen to this. Their starting quarterback has nine passing touchdowns, guys. That's it. All year long. Georgia has nine nine passing touchdowns.
3: Georgia has failed to cover the spread in three of the last five games. Granted, all three of those games have been uh, 20-plus favorites, 20-plus 20 favorites but
2: they you're getting you have to cover nine versus the right now i'll say it number one team in the country tennessee who's looked solid who just fucking took a shit on kentucky's chest and then rubbed it in that's what i'm taking ut's offense much more explosive i think they can score i don't know if they'll win this game i'm not saying they're gonna win uh I don't see them losing by double digits. Tennessee plus nine two units. All right,
3: so the money is public's all over over Tennessee. Rightfully so. I, th- I think that's I think that's not uncommon. Vegas does lose, so I'm not saying you know don't bet that. But what about a little another a little in game teaser toss around here for some for some protection? Tennessee plus uh, plus fifteen and the under of seventy two. There's no other seventy two points scored in this game. Sorry. Not now, Georgia's defense because over under 66. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, betting percentage, uh, squares are all over the over, sharps are on the under. My,
2: my, the only thing I hate about that, and not saying that I I don't like it or I'm not putting my stamp of approval on it,
3: is, is if Tennessee's gonna cover, they're gonna have to score. I, I get what you're saying,
2: not even score, but like Tennessee, if they, they could win this game, come out and fucking put up 45 points by themselves. So, yeah.
5: It, it really depends on how good insane. that defense shuts down Hendon Hooker and Hyatt.
2: Also, the uh, Vegas doesn't really handicap college players' props as well as they do NFL players' props.
3: I've noticed that. So I was, look at—I was, at, was going to hop on a few tonight, and I was too pussyfoot to do it. Look
2: at Yeah, you. I I almost was going to as well, but when I looked, there wasn't enough out. Uh, what's his name? Ethan, Jalen, Hyatt. Hyatt from Tennessee. Look at his receiving total for Saturday. If it's even out, if not look at it closer to then, because you might want to take it because the dude has been just popping off.
3: Catch it. Keep that in mind. Uh, I will say the lines moved a ton. It opened up at 11 and a half for Tennessee. So it's, it's leaning towards Georgia. There's they're, they're moving it because everyone's all over Tennessee, but that's not uncommon. So don't hate it, Travis Blake said, is that, is that just, that's just the unit for you?
2: two
3: okay don't i like that. both i
5: i would take tennessee plus nine and i would take that teaser as well obviously i'm gonna to take tennessee plus nine i'm gonna take the teaser because i agree i don't i don't think that there's 74 points scored in this game or whatever the fuck you got it at um defensive game i think hinden hooker if he puts up points <clears throat> they'll still win this game like what 35 to 28 or something like that which is still hitting that under so
2: yeah, the unders solid. Maybe just the under total, uh, but yeah, that's that was my second play. Who's next? Let's well, let Jared Jared is, Roll yeah, Jared, right, you Sunday go game. ahead. We'll come Bears. back. We'll come
3: back. All right, all righty. It's 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 not a sexy play, but it's a play that I think literally cannot lose. It's my second best, my second most favorite pick of the week. It's Packers. <laughs> it's Mon- Packers money line. I'm not. I'm not touching the spread. It's a minus 175. It's not sexy, but they're not losing to the Lions. I'm sorry. They're not, they're they're just not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. Ethan, am I, I am I wrong?
5: I almost took the Packers minus three, even doubting them as I have the last few weeks. Because one, this is the first time they're playing the Lions this year. So it's not like the Lions have already seen them. They just lost TJ Hawkinson. They've got some question marks on both sides of the they ball. Just, they, by the way,
3: they fired their secondary coach on, on Monday. So yeah, they so like,
5: you've just You've just got a lot going on with that team. You've got a Packers team who, granted, there's a lot going on there too, but if there's one thing that they do have on their side it's that they're solidified. They haven't made any moves. They've got a lot of guys who are getting a lot of practice under their belt. They're getting a lot of playing time under their belt. The offense the defense has pretty much remained the same. Um so money line, I, I absolutely love. I would take the minus three as well, just because it's the Lions. Yeah. This is my this might be the last game that they win in convincing fashion all year long. So That's what I'm
3: saying so I the it, well, actually, I saw it at three and a half. So I'm like, I don't like that. So I'm gonna do the money line a minus one seventy five for two units. It's juiced, but again, it's almost like you can't lose. And if the Packers lose this game, then again, they're definitely packing in conversation. I don't see them doing it. I see him winning this game. It's gonna be ugly, but I I see him win it.
2: Yep. All right. Don't hate it. This could be this could be one of those games that Ethan's just like I fucking hate you guys. It, if they, they lose,
5: too. I'm gonna shake my fucking head and I'm gonna like I it's just gonna be hard to watch.
2: Yeah. But
3: hey, trust, trust All me, right. you know we were we were just down fourteen nothing to the Lions in the first quarter uh on Sunday, so
2: Exactly. And he came back and he Indeed. won by
3: four. So yeah.
2: Covered my spread. There we go. All right. Ethan,
5: what do you got? I have another Saturday game. It is Saturday at 2.30 Central Time. Um, I, I, I seem to find myself betting on these two teams every week. Don't know why I do it. Um, they let me down last week, but I'm going to bet on them again. It is Oklahoma
3: State at Kansas.
5: Um, I
3: doing lots, it i have the same lots, thing lot, lots of line movement in this game guys
5: there is a lot of line movement but i don't care, I, I don't care I, about line movement i it hurt it hurt me last week because Oklahoma state got fucking shut out by Kansas state or tcu kansas state kansas state kansas um state. jesus um purple. It fucking just, purple teams i could not believe it but i can't see that oh. happening twice kansas state or kansas has lost three straight games after starting 5 and 0 And as as we've learned over the last three weeks, the teams that they beat in those first five weeks are not impressive teams. Um, Give me Oklahoma State minus two. I'm only putting a unit on it. Oklahoma State's still a good team. I know that they just got shut out. They got absolutely ran over by Kansas State. But the fact that they're only two-point favorites on the road against a Kansas team that has just absolutely struggled the last three weeks, they haven't found their identity. They were on the road the last two weeks too, so now they're coming home um i still
2: it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me giving I
3: mean oklahoma really state i mean really kansas right. hasn't played a good game since
2: september so no this this was this is my next pick as well i'm doing
0: oklahoma state money line
2: So we all know what happened last time Ethan did that. <laughs> uh, minus 130, I got a unit and a half on it. If I get burned on Oklahoma State back-to-back weekends, I said I'm going to drive to Stillwater. I'm going to fucking cut Mike Gundy's mullet off myself. Okay? Number one. Kansas, they have not won since Jalen Daniels went out. They've lost to TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor. I think only one of those teams is better than Oklahoma State, and that would be TCU. Uh, I think it's a re- revenge game coming. Back from last week, they're going to come out. They're not fucking around. I guarantee you, they got their asses torn into after that loss. Oklahoma State money line.
3: Yeah, I don't hate it at all. And uh even before that, when they played Iowa State on October first, they won by three points. Um They beat Duke by eight. They're I think. I think they had a lot of hype coming around them. I think they were over overrated, overhyped. I would say the line movement plays in your favor because Oklahoma State opened up as a six point favorites. And public is betting on Kansas and it's causing the line to shift. So uh, that's what I was going to say with that. All right.
5: Yeah. I love it. I don't have anything else to add to it. I just think Oklahoma state should win this game in convincing fashion. So the fact that they're only two point favorites is pretty easy money to me.
3: Love it. Love it.
2: Jarrett you're next.
3: Uh, It's one that Travis said he would, he was going to bet against earlier. I'm buying a hook on it. Um, I'm taking Bengals minus seven against the Panthers at a unit and a half. Um, listen, it, it fits my model, Trav. I know you're shaking your head, but the models work for the NFL. Forty-six uh, percent of the bets are on the Bengals, while sixty-two percent of the money. So again, majority of the squares are on the Panthers, while majority of the sharps are on the Bengals. Panthers rank thirty-second, so last in the league, and on defense or, or on offense and third-down conversions and and overall first downs. Meanwhile, the Bengals' defense ranks 11th in both categories in both third-down percentage on defense and first downs allowed. Carolina has covered the last two weeks. They beat Tampa Bay. They should have beat Atlanta last week. I think they're playing a little bit above their talent level. Um, Since he is due for a big bounce-back game after getting just straight-up embarrassed on Monday Night Football against the Browns, I think they come out and they shellack the Panthers by double digits.
2: This team is absolute dog shit without Jamar Chase. They have nothing of value on offense without him. We shall see. Neither do the Panthers with fucking uh, f- uh, uh,
3: XFL flunky. but
5: I was just going to say my, my only defense to that line is that the Bengals have just not been good at stopping the run the last few weeks. And Donta Foreman has been running all over teams. So
2: I think we're going to get Donta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard in this game. Uh, but I think I think the the Panther. I bet if there's a way to bet Joe Burrow gets sacked four plus times, I'd do it. Yeah, but they can still <laughs> well, win by I'm seven plus. Thanks for I'm seven. not saying not, but well, I I wouldn't. I don't. I don't love it, but hey, there you go. There you I'm, don't have a pick against it. I didn't pick against it, so I hope you win. Um, my next pick is Saturday at three o'clock. It is Liberty at Arkansas. Arkansas is 13 and a half point favorites and that is who I am not taking. Taking Liberty plus 13 and a half for a unit. If Liberty doesn't go for the two-point conversion in the fourth quarter against Wake Forest, they pretty much or possibly go they're undefeated at this point. They're a well-balanced team on offense they have a really really solid run defense, which is what Arkansas does. They run the ball. Um and I don't really think that that really bodes well for Arkansas. I don't think their offense is very good. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball whatsoever. I also don't know how crazy competitive this game will be. I do think Arkansas wins, but Liberty ultimately covers. That's why I'm only doing a unit on it.
3: I see a I see a big-time backdoor cover in there. I think I think, <laughs> That's Arkansas, what I'm saying. I think Arkansas is going to be cruising. They're going to pull some guys. They're going to be up like 21. And like let up like a fucking and just like let up a little bit. Uh, majority of the money's on Liberty, but to, to make sense, seven one team versus a five
2: and three team who hasn't looked great late. Like, uh, I mean, Arkansas's defense is so bad, like it's right. really, really bad. So I don't 20, think that Liberty's going to struggle getting the ball in the end zone.
3: Twenty-seven to Auburn, thirty-five to BYU, forty to Mississippi State, forty-nine to Bama, and twenty-three to X ex- Texas a and five. So, Texas A&M
2: can't score for fuck, so. Meanwhile, Liberty scored 41,
3: 21, 42, 38, and 21, so. That's
2: what I'm saying. Yep. I think they cover 13 and a half.
3: I think so, too.
5: Yep. There we go. I bet on Liberty, what? Was it last week or two weeks no, ago? Two weeks. Two weeks Against ago. BYU, um, They didn't let me down. fucking Molly like them, 41 team. to 14. Yeah. So, I like that pick a lot.
7: All right. Cool cool. what my, else you
5: got? Any? My last two picks are NFL picks. you got any more college picks?
2: I do have two more. I'll roll I'll rattle off these real quick. yep, i I have a good amount of picks this week. Uh, my next one is Saturday at six pm. It is Texas at K State. This game makes absolutely zero fucking sense, and there are a lot of people say bet the line. not gonna do that I'm gonna bet the team here. Texas, minus two and a half at k State. What? Nothing makes sense. Both of their last opponents was Oklahoma State. K-State beat them 48-0, obviously. Texas lost to them 41-34, but now Texas is favored on the road. Something about this doesn't make sense to me. I just have to bet the line on it. I don't care what it is. K-State money line plus 120 for a unit.
5: I like that pick. I Texas just hasn't impressed me all year.
2: That's and what I'm saying. Team, I've
5: watched both these teams multiple times yeah. this year. I don't, I don't know why, but I've bet the Big 12 so much this year that I've watched more Big 12 than I have since Mizzou was in the Big 12. So <laughs> I, I agree with you. Seeing both of these teams play multiple times this season, just I don't know why you wouldn't take Kansas State money line here. And if it bites you, it bites you. But like you're taking the value, and you're taking the team that just whopped Oklahoma State. And has played well this year.
3: My uh, my app yeah. doesn't go past the last five years, but Texas won the last five matchups. About uh, about time for for a change. So
5: exactly, I did that last week uh-huh. with the whatever it is. The what did I bet the the over in the Kansas State TCU game two weeks ago, and it hit uh, the under the five years previous. So nothing better than taking a quick change of pace
3: so, I mean I mean in, in yeah. some of these have been close outside of the 2020 game 2217 2020 6931 Texas 2724 19 14 4034 so they've been close so I, I think it's about time that they that they get their chops I like that pick
2: corns down forever yes sir you know?
3: absolutely all right all right, what's your oh, last, one, last one? What's the last one
2: Saturday, trip? Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 I forgot. Uh, my last one is also Saturday at 6 p.m. It is BYU at Boise State, another one-unit play. Boise State minus seven, that's who I'm taking. I was talking to Ethan about this last week. BYU, they've lost four straight, five of their last six. They're completely lost every side of the ball, offense, defense they you know, the 14th worst team in the nation against the run. They let up a fuck ton of yards. Boise State averages 185 yards per game on the ground. Don't know how they're going to stop them. Can't see them stopping them. They're going to be at home on that ugly motherfucking blue field, so it's going to hurt your eyes to watch. Got to ride it while BYU is garbage. Boise State minus seven.
3: Great pick. Uh, BYU is also two and seven against the spread this year. They haven't covered their last five. Yeah.
2: They're, yep. That's what I'm saying. They've been horrible. I don't know what it is. They've been horrible. Meanwhile, um, so Boise, I like Boise
3: that. Boise's 4-3 and 1 on the year against the spread. They're 4-0 and oh in their last four. So they've covered the last four games. They're hot. Boys are hot. They're Just Talking hot. about like a
5: team it. that's finding their rhythm versus a team that's not. So
3: Exactly. Love it. Um, I'll roll in because I got three more picks. Uh, I got one on Sunday. It's not sexy. No one's going to watch this game. No one's going to like watching this game. It's Jags money line uh, for a unit at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> this game <laughs> sucks. Yeah, exactly. Real talk Vegas stinks. Um, 57% of the bets are on the Raiders while 52% of the money is on the Jags. Not a big discrepancy there, but it's a slim margin. Um But I'm leaning them because the Jags haven't covered in five weeks, which means they're overdue. They're overdue to cover. Um, Yeah, and even with the majority of the money on the Jags, the line has moved in favor of the Raiders, which I think is a little fishy. It's went from minus three to minus one and a half, so Vegas trying to get people to bait and and, and buy on the Raiders. I ain't ain't buying it. I am taking the Jags' money line. You can take your points and shove it. Who's going to bet a plus one and a half? Stupid. Uh, Jags money line for a unit. I think it's like plus one Oh seven or something like that.
5: I don't hate it. I think, I think a lot of it's going to depend on if that Raiders offense clicks, but they clearly have not recently. So if they do not, I think the Jags can, can hold their own here.
2: So. Absolutely. Yeah. I looked at this game and I was like, dude, I, cause after watching last week, I was like, I want to bet against the Raiders this week. And I, looked at that, I saw it was against the Jaguars. So I was like, maybe I just won't. <laughs> but if you take it, I'll uh, have something to root for. So this is ugly. It'll be an ugly game. Like Jared said, you won't watch it, but it could be yeah. one you bet on. Yep. All right. I have uh, a pick and a parlay left. I got two so.
5: lovely NFL plays. Um, both are at noon on Saturday, so I can just start with one of them um both of these i i went back and forth on if i wanted to do like a unit and two units two units and one unit a unit and a half on both so i just went with a unit and a half on both um the first one is going to be near and dear to your hearts it is the dolphins at the bears at on sunday um i this was this is the line of the week that didn't make any sense to me i don't care who's stopping this motherfucking offense Who's stopping the offense? The bears just decided to get rid of the only two defensive pieces that they had. And then they picked up a guy who's not even going to play this weekend. Probably give me the dolphins minus four and a half is what I got them at. I would take them at minus six and a half. I don't give a shit. They're going to win by double digits unit and a half. Okay. I love I the confidence. Thought, I looked at I, it.
2: I looked at it. I was going to take it. I loved it too.
5: Mine doesn't There's make nobody. any sense to me. The bears aren't a good team. Why is it I mean, only four and a half?
3: This should be 10 and a half. I mean, people people are saying too. It just came off his best game of his career. He was 29-36. I mean, just fucking Tyreek kill Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's looked
2: good in almost every year he's played, or not every every game he's played this year. Like it's just the offense. The offense looks good. Yeah. If they if they can do the little RPO quick pullback, like one point two seconds, gets it, dumps it off the middle of to Tyreek kill Jalen Waddle, which they've been doing, they'll they'll run up the score so fast on this team.
3: Yeah.
2: It's not gonna I be like, close.
3: I'm sorry. Not, got, so the only
2: thing that worries me like is,
3: is that they got Claypool. They claypool Darnell Mooney and we are down down a
2: corner. That worries you? Chase Claypool worries you? No.
3: He's he's <laughs> probably not even gonna play this weekend. Like what, he's
2: he might, he'll probably play limited stats. There's exactly. no and even if he does, even if he does, you think Justin Justin Fields can't fucking get damn rapport with a goddamn potato. You think he's gonna get it with a human being?
3: You're right, and he's got he's gonna have Emmanuel Emmanuel Ogla, Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Phillips running him down. So, you're right.
2: Yeah, yeah. What scary. what game plan is there gonna be to implement with Bradley Bradley Chubb? Hit blocker, rush
1: quarterback. <laughs> That's it. That's all you gotta do.
0: So my
2: uh my last solo play, Sunday at noon. I don't know how none of you have had it yet. I hope one of you do It's Vikings at Commanders. Uh Vikings minus three and a half. doing a unit and a half on it. Jared hasn't been high on the Vikings. It's about time you put that put that angst aside. My spec. I oh hope that goodness. fucking I hope that nerdy
3: ass and that nerdy ass white fucking dad Kirk Cousins blows both his knees out. I hate that fucker.
2: Can't stand him. Three and a half points against the Commanders. This is a good. You're duck adding duck. TJ Hawkinson. I mean, come on. Like there, there's Travis. not even a whole bunch.
5: Of... I'm gonna, I'm gonna be one better on Fanduel. I got him at minus three. That's where I get my odds from. Um, I put a unit and a half on it as well. I don't even have anything else to add. This is the stupidest line of the week. I get the Commanders have won three in a row. Uh, they beat a Packers team who's clearly lost. They beat fucking. Um, who the fuck did they
2: beat last they week? They beat the Colts by one. The Colts.
5: Yeah. I, does not impress me at all. This
2: team is not good. Um, And, and stat for you, Justin Jefferson has not had a receiving touchdown since week one. And everyone was tweeting four. that out today. He goes, he goes off this weekend. Yeah. It's,
5: it's not even going to be close. That's why I said I was going back and forth. If I wanted to do two unit on one team, one unit on the weather. I just split it down the middle between the Dolphins and the Vikings. Both of these plays are some of my favorites of the week. You, I don't know how you don't bet this. I, I literally
2: do not. Yeah. You have to.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, you're it's tough looking. I'm looking. Um, uh, both teams against the spread are about 500. Uh, Vikings are three and two as a favorite. Uh, Commanders, two and three is a dog. Commanders have covered two games in a row as underdog. So if you're looking for a. The veg there, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting play. I can't stand. I can't. I fucking hate Kirk Cousins. I hate that guy. My so thing much. is
5: just they they beat a Packers team who's lost, like I said. Um, so that's what how they covered one of those spreads as a dog, and then the second game they covered as a spread as a dog was with Sam Ellinger as a quarterback and Jonathan Taylor who's not hundred percent healthy. So yeah.
3: Now I hear you. I hear you. Uh, don't mind that pick. I have another one. Travis isn't around to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway to get us moving along. It is the Jets playing the Bills. They're playing them in New York this week. This is my, like, doesn't make sense game of the week. I wanted to take the Jets plus 13 and a half, but I really couldn't do it. Um, Plus 13, plus 13 and a half, wherever you see it at. So I'm going to do a teaser, an in-game teaser here. I'm going to take the Jets plus 19 and a half and the under of 53 and a half. It's a six-point teaser for minus 110, a unit and a half. Um, listen, I mean, the Jets come off a bad loss against the Mac Jones-led Pats. Bills have only covered two of their last five. Uh, also, this has low scoring affair written all over it. The Jets have a good defense. If Sauce Gardner can kind of lock up Trayvon, am uh, not Trayvon Diggs, can lock up Stefan Diggs. I think um, you know, there's gonna be a lack of scoring in this game. I like both these plays by themselves. The Jets plus 13 and a half and the under of I think it's like 47 and a half um jets are getting the majority of the money while only 45 percent of the bets but i'll be safe and tease them both uh so jets plus 19 and a half and under 53 and a half minus and a half you're muted
5: you're muted travis um i will quickly add that um yeah i actually like yeah, that a lot was. i think i think the teaser makes this very enticing the plus 13 and a half would scare me because I could see the bills running out and beating them by two touchdowns. But if you add that teaser with the under, it's not going to be a high scoring game. I think one way or another, even if the bills blow them out by 17 points, it's still going to be like a 20 to three game, a 27 to 10 game, whatever it is under still going to hit. Um, I like that pick a lot.
2: Yeah, I would say if you're going to take the Jets, how I envision this game going, very close in the first half. Bill's run away in the second, so maybe like the first half Jets cover. Um, I like that a lot. Outside of that, yeah. What is it? Probably like five and a half,
3: six. I'm looking at it right now. Jets' first half is going to be six and a half. Oof, I like that a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. I can see him keeping it close and then just them not being able to keep up okay. with the Bills down the stretch. Because, um, you know, you script the first 15 plays. It's the plays you want. I think the Jets will be able to move the ball, but then after a little bit they're going to shut it down. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson's yeah. Not, Zach Wilson's good at sticking to the script, and then after that he
3: kind of just – That's
2: what we that's what we saw last week against the Pats. He kind of yeah. did the same thing. Uh, came out strong and then just fell flat. Uh, He might get better with it over time, but uh, yeah, not, not great. So yeah, that's a, that's a decent play. I like that teaser a lot. My next one is a parlay piece and it is a big one. I'm, I'm, I haven't done one of these in a while. It's a half unit lay piece. It's all college football. Are you guys ready? No, for the, for the ultimate, for the ultimate kablooey. All right. First one, they're all on Saturday too. So, you'll buckle in. <clears throat> if you want to take this, it's Air Force money line. Ethan likes that one already. The next one is Duke money line. They, they Where did it go? Oh, sorry. It's on Friday. Duke's on Friday. My bad. Uh, they play Boston College. Boston College just scored 3 points against uh, UConn. Yukon. Not a good team whatsoever. They're fucking horrible. They're two and six. Duke is actually a solid team this year, without a doubt. Next one, UNC. They're playing Virginia. Uh, it's UNC money line. Virginia, horrible team. UNC uh, leading the AC their division in the ACC, looking to go to the ACC championship and keep that alive. Next one, Tulane. They're ranked this week. I know they burnt me last time. Their one loss, their one loss this year was when I put them in a parlay earlier. If they lose this time, fuck that school. But they're playing Tulsa. Tulsa's fucking horrible, man. I don't know. There's no way to slice it and dice it. Um, They're not very good. If they burn me, so be it. But I don't think so. I think Tulane's the real deal in that conference. Boise State is the next one. I already had them straight up against BYU. Uh, South Carolina, they're playing Vandy. South Carolina, they were ranked last week. I think the comeback revenge game. Next one after that, Louisville. They are playing <clears throat> James Madison. A team that cannot play against solid. Uh Louisville. is also hotter than a fucking firecracker right now. And Louisville, I they are lean for me to take the spread, which is minus seven. So I need Louisville just to win that game. And then the last one is UCLA at Arizona State. Arizona State's not good. Guys, UCLA seven and 12th ranked in the country. Those eight teams will net you a plus nine ten parlay. I'm a half team on it. I like that a lot.
5: Um, <laughs> what was your team after UNC? It goes Air Force, Duke,
2: UNC, Tulane, Boise, South Carolina, Louisville, UCLA.
3: Tulane
2: is the one. Is that the one that scares you, Ethan?
5: No, I was wrong. It's Boise. It's just – I because you never know what BYU team you might get this year with the fact that they started off so hot, cooled off. Um, Boy, that,
2: Boise though, and Tulane are my ones. If I can make it past those, I'm fairly confident in the others. Yep. You want to throw Boise and Tulane out. Um, those are right. both like seven, eight-point favorites, so the value won't go down too much. Probably looking at like 500. Yep, I'm gonna take i 910, and, and I, I don't care to lose half a unit
5: is that BYU and Boise are both on opposite tracks. Boise is super hot. BYU's cooled off. So I think that it's a, it's a really good pick. Don't get me wrong. I think Boise state should win this game. I was just like, man, what if you just get a BYU team that just decides to finally put it together. But other than that though, I think it's a great, right. it's a great parlay. That's the only <clears throat> one that I
2: even have a question mark about. So that's a, that's a big four and a half unit swing to help me get back in the right direction. So I'll take yeah. it for yeah. sure. <laughs> Ethan, what's your what's your last pick?
5: There is no last pick. That's yeah. it.
2: All right. I have my
3: last one. I'm gonna I did this last week. You, I don't know if you guys listen to my picks. I'm doing whatever fucking Tyreek Kill's catches are, like whatever the <laughs> okres on that. I'm doing that at three units. Like I don't give a Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. I don't give a fuck. Like, why would that not hit this? Is a lock until it's not a lock. You know what I'm saying? Like he's had seven plus catches in every game this year, except for the Bills game when the Dolphins only had the ball for fucking 20 minutes. So like we can't even really count that. If it's at six and a half or somewhere, six and a half, seven it's the three unit a bet for me. So seven and a half. What's eight, your, what's your
2: max? You'll take it at seven and, a half?
3: Max, seven and a half at two units. If there's, if it's a seven and a half, I'll sub it out with it. I have another one unit bet that I have like in my pot, in my back
2: pocket that I'll like throw out with it. But why don't you say that just in case. So people have, they don't have to come back. All right. Well, night. You don't have to go into detail. Just say what your what your one unit cover is.
5: While Jarrett pulls that up, who is the other player that the Bears traded on defense outside of Roquan?
2: Uh, fucking uh, the edge rusher
3: from the Rams, Robert Quinn.
5: Robert Quinn. Thank you. I just couldn't remember. I was because you guys play the Bears this weekend. That's why I was thinking about it. Is if it was a cornerback? you bet
3: on
2: him. We play the Bears.
5: (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm trying to find it because I can't really do a college one because it's it's before it comes out. Um, it would be it'll come money. out before then. So m- my reserve college one is Mizzou moneyline. So at
2: a unit, yeah, I'm on the fence. I'm on the <laughs> fence with that. <laughs> Kentucky sucks. Uh, I have that. I have that as a lean. It is Whoa. tough. So anyway, if Tyreek Ty winning, catches, I could also see
3: <laughs> if Tyreek's <laughs> so catches are at are at seven and a half or higher. If it's at seven, because I have seen props that are at like even numbers like that, I'll t- I'll do three units on Tyreek Hill's catches at six and a half or seven. If at seven and a half, I'll do two units Tyreek Hill's catches and a unit on the Zoom money line. Put it on the record right now.
2: Okay. A lot of books too. You could do at least uh, for yeah. a li- for like. For like ten points less value. So like instead of like minus one thirty be like minus one forty for like seven plus or something like that. So, so I'll 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 do or that. like eight plus.
3: Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do I'll do okay. at least seven catches for, for a Tyreek. Um but if it's a six and a half, I'm taking the over for sure three units. I mean it's how can you not? Dude had fucking sixteen targets last week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, him and Jalen Waddle are so him and him and Jalen Waddle
3: are out gaining Nine NFL teams total, just them two by themselves.
2: So they had. Listen to this, and I I I saw this on Twitter. It was by a verified account. This past week, they had thirty plus points each as a tandem on the same team in fantasy football. For the second time this year, the last time that happened was nineteen (laughs) fifty. Jesus. (laughs)
0: Jesus.
5: <laughs> That's crazy.
3: And also Tyreek no. Hill is almost 200 yards above the guy in first place uh, or the guy in second place. So St- Stefan Diggs is like 751. Tyreek Hill was like 758 or something like that or 958. It's something stupid.
2: They have had their buy though. The Bills. 200 yards is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, what an episode we're going to win you some money. Hope you enjoyed and we will see you, me and Ethan. We'll see you next week.